Welcome to Off Message. I'm Isaac Dever. Donald Trump is a D-list president, and his enemies are D-list, like Tom Arnold. And you see how incompetent he is and how dumb and how vulgar and inappropriate and how he just has no shame and he's just a bad person. And you go, and how dumb. Did it hit that again? Today's guest, Tom Arnold. Yes, Tom Arnold. There's a lot that wouldn't have been believable about politics these days. A lot of things that have come up in my job that don't really make sense. Except that they do, because they're really happening. A write-up on that list was when I pulled up to Tom Arnold's house in Beverly Hills last week. We walked through the kitchen into his office and sat down to start recording an interview about the weirdly integral role he has had in the saga of the legend of all the tapes about Donald Trump that supposedly exist. Supposedly. Many people have looked into those tapes. Reporters, political operatives, opposition researchers. Not just the salacious tape from a Russian hotel that was in that dossier we all heard about, but outtakes from The Apprentice and a number of other rumored recordings as well. So far, they have not emerged, which either means they don't exist or somehow none of them have been found because they're locked away or lost or who knows what else. But Tom Arnold managed to sell a show to Viceland about his gonzo search for them. It's called The Hunt for the Trump Tapes. It's supposed to be eight episodes and start next month. Whether or not you're planning to watch, you've probably seen him around on cable news or heard that he's been. He's a master of getting attention for himself. Arnold told NBC News, quote, it's on. I hope he, Trump, sees the picture of me and Michael Cohen and it haunts his dreams. And he said, this dude has all the tapes. This dude has everything. Tom Arnold is out front. He is working on a new show for Viceland. If you haven't seen it, I'd suggest pulling up the interview he did with Poppy Harlow on CNN from a week and a half ago when he sat, smiling for like a minute in silence, not answering her question about whether Trump lawyer Michael Cohen told him he was cooperating with the government. Did Michael Cohen tell you he has something incriminating on President Trump? Yes, How could he not yes have any? No. First of all, I knew that I know. Hold on. Yes or no? Did I'm just trying to get to Well, hold on. I brought a trial here. He knew exactly what he was doing. He's had a weird and amazing run of luck over the last year for being right in the middle of a ridiculous range of stories, running into Cohen while sitting in the lobby of the New York hotel where Cohen has been living, everything that went down with Roseanne Barr, who was, of course, his ex-wife and helped him get famous in the first place. And then, remember Leanne Tweeden, the woman whose accusations of Al Franken started the chain of events that led to Franken's resignation from the Senate? She used to be on Arnold's radio show, and he was right in the middle of all that. Serious people at the time were urging me to pay attention to all the claims he was making about the conspiracies that he was claiming were involved in that. There is a lot more to all these thoughts and the reporting around them in the article up on the Politico website about this interview, including catching up with Arnold Schwarzenegger to talk about what he makes of Tom Arnold. So please check that out. I'm really glad, though, that we were able to do this interview as a podcast, even though that meant moving it from where he'd originally proposed for it at the Beverly Hills Hotel... Trump's favorite spot in L.A., and where Stormy Daniels said that she got together with the future president. It might have been interesting to do it in that environment, but the noise would have been bad, and I really wanted to focus as we went inside the head of this guy, helping understand a little more about who he is, what's driving him, and what you're getting when he makes all the crazy claims he does. There's a self-awareness to the performance art that I found really interesting, and I think his explanation of what turned him on Trump might catch you off guard. So, enjoy. A warning at the outset, there is a lot of cursing in this one. So if you are a person who doesn't want to hear Tom Arnold use a word that rhymes with ducking a lot, please keep that in mind from now. But I think you'll want to hear exactly how this brain of his works. Before you do, 
Make sure you've subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or however you're listening. Pull out your phone, press that button, then make sure to rate us and leave a review. Episodes coming up that you won't want to miss, Kate Anderson Brower talking about her new book on presidents and vice presidents, including Donald Trump and Mike Pence. Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, Boston Mayor Marty Walsh, and more hot stuff all through the summer and into the fall as the midterms get more and more intense. Of course, remember to email me your thoughts at isaacpolitico.com and follow me on Twitter at Isaac Dover. And now, my conversation with Tom Arnold. What is it that you are up to with this show? What are you doing? Well, you know, I, I uh, as you know a little bit, I, you know, this was, uh, this has been kind of my life uh, and uh, this uh, this Donald Trump thing, you know, I have a history with the guy. I I've known him thirty years. I, you know, I was friendly with him. I, uh, you know, I did a special at his casino, that Trump Castle, many many years ago. So I've done some business with him, and and uh, you know, we did the Plant Hollywood stuff. I do it for New York. He came on my sports show. Uh, very like gracious. actual friendly. Well, you know that kind of friendly, like uh, you know, if you're a Supreme Court justice and he says, "I know your kid, he's a great <laughs> kid for real." Like he's charming. Like that way, when he came on my sports show, he's like, "I just want to say I'm here out of loyalty to Tom Arnold," and and uh, and he'd say that on the air, and I'd be like, "That made me feel good." And so I went to the Playboy Mansion with him after the show because I felt like he's in town. I should escort him over there to see Kara McDougal, his girlfriend at the time and you know I didn't feel like I needed to ha- hang out with him till the end or ever call him I would never call him on his private number but do you have his private number I I had I had his private number but I went to the the Elton John party the uh, Oscar party with him the pediatric AIDS party or whatever and so I mean if you see the history you can see it online that there's uh, you know there's moments and there's actual I was actually there and someone took a picture of the Weird moment where he leans over and says, "My, I was with my whichever wife, and he says, boy, congratulations, you know, she is uh, attractive, or whatever word he used, and he said, boy, you dodged a bullet with Roseanne, she's disgusting. I mean, he leaned in and said that, and you can see my face at that weird moment, which, it, you know, it's weird for someone to say that. I don't care how bad your divorce was for someone to say that, because if you know anything... You know, that's, A, it's them saying, you're disgusting. Because no one wants to ever hear bad things about their ex. And and now... Even though you had a very bad divorce. Yeah, I had a terrible divorce. But, you know, I'm also not a guy that, you know, thinks bad things. I just, that's just not who I am. But I certainly don't want to hear them. I certainly don't want to hear... I'm with my new wife, by the way. And he's with Melania, who just had a freaking baby. And we're at the Elton John AIDS thing. And what a weird thing to say. And of course, I never told Roseanne that. And then she turns out to be a huge Trump fan. And I see her on TV loving him. And I read her social media. And I never mention this because I'm not an a-hole. Uh, but I mean, that's who the guy is. So anyway, so... Can you just, uh, before you move on, tell me about the, the Playboy Mansion with Donald Trump. What is that experience like? That, oh, I apologize for that sound. Oh, that's uh, that's Donald Trump and uh, Michael Cohen. I do. I, I'm going to show you the text from Michael Cohen. Um, that is uh, well, you know he, uh, you know he he loves to play. I think there's probably pictures from that because uh, his whole family went. You know, my buddy Shep Gordon did his uh, vodka. Uh, Shep Gordon's a wonderful man, and uh, 
he did the Donald Trump vodka line. And anyway, so you go there, and I loved Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner was a wonderful guy. He supported me, and he came to my book signing, and he came on to my sports show, and you know, he threw these parties, and everybody went, and and uh, and Donald Trump was a regular. I mean, Donald Trump was. Uh, he loved the Playboy Mansion, and and uh, Karen McDougal. See, by all, by everything I've heard and seen, is a wonderful person, and uh, that was his girlfriend. She believed that he was going to marry her. She was in love with him, and uh, he went to to see her. And uh, this is just business as usual, matter of fact, and um, this is just what he did. Now you have to remember, I was on a sports show. So the fact that some guy was going to play with Manchester to see his girlfriend, and yet he had a wife, and he was, uh, you know, a little racist, was pretty much the typical guest on my sports show. So it wasn't like a freaky thing. And, you know, he, 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 and there was black guys on my sports show, and he talked to them that way. So what is that way? Man? That way about going to see the, you know, check out the the, the pussy as Playboy Mansion, and you know, sharing, you know, I've never fucked a. Uh, they didn't say black chick, but you know they they they, they share this. It's not like a, you know. And I think if uh, you talk to Mike Tyson, if, you, if, he, if he was square with you, and I've spoken to Mike Tyson about his good friend Donald Trump, uh, and I'll let him share, ask him, you know, more about the conversations, and we'll get into this a little deeper when we talk about maybe our mutual friends from The Apprentice, if we're going to go there on this conversation, Isaac, we which could, I hope we are. We could we could do that. So okay. so so you have this history with Trump. Yeah, so I have this history with Trump. And, but he's called the house here. My wife has uh, been on the call. He and Mark Burnett asking me to do The Apprentice, which, uh, which, is, a, which is a kind offer. Uh, and, and they offered a lot of money. I thought it was a lot of money until I talked to Rosie O'Donnell last week in New York. And she got offered $2 million. So it was, it was crap money, it turns out. And, uh, but uh, he, he also has this thing that he's so... You know, the, the Apprentice, as I say, is such a bad show that I wouldn't do it. And I've done every I've done every th- crappy thing. You in the did world. I'm a celebrity get me out of here in Australia. I did right? do it. I got <laughs> I'm a celebrity get me out of here in Australia, which which it was I did it because it was televised in America and I was so bad. So I it was first person voted off. It was so it was you if you see clips, people they fucking hated me. Like <laughs> it was it was awful and I couldn't wait to get voted off and it was and, they just, they, I was awful, and they and they hated me, and I, and I needed to be voted off. But, but I'm just you, not good in a room with. I do it. I do with the celebrity press. If I was stuck with celebrities and they put brought tension, I would be in a fight, a physical fight with all those people. But so when does things? When does it turn with Trump? So anyway, so last time he called, I hung up the phone. You know, I was going to say, him, Mark Burnett. Say, ask me to come to, to, to do the show. I'm going to say no, because I always say no to somebody's face. I'll always mad up. And I have a phone by Ashley said, why'd you say that? I said, say what? I'll see you in New York, Donald. I go, I didn't say that. <laughs> she goes, yeah, you did. I go, oh, my God. So I had to call my agent. And we have the emails. He's like, I'm like, I apparently said I would do it because he is that smooth. So, you know, I could see, you know, he does have that ability. And, uh, you know, that salesman thing. And, you know, uh, uh, as Matt Van Wagen had said, who you know, the executive producer of The Apprentice, he he does remember the last 10 seconds of what you say to him. He is a great salesman. So when you come into a room, you have that discussion, and then forget everything else, but the last 10 seconds, you know, he hits you with that. And, you know, I, 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 I have to own that I was a, a part of that with him. I was one of those guys with him. You know, I... I 
I wasn't Michael Cohen, uh, but, you know, I was one of those guys in the room that's like, oh, Donald Trump, you know, he's Donald Trump. It's funny. Yeah, sure, we're going to have to pay the bills from the Trump Castle special, uh, uh, you know, that he did it, pick up, pay for the Dusseldorf that he said was free, whatever, but that's Donald Trump, you know. But, you know, he but wasn't you, the president. You, you And is is it when he's elected president, when he starts campaigning? It was a birthday. It was a, it was a huge birthday. It was exactly at that moment because, again— I grew up in a small town in Iowa, a farming town, Tumble, Iowa. I didn't have a mother growing up. But if your family is unusual in any way in a small farming community, small white farming community, people point that out a lot. And and Barack Obama, I saw this mini doc that Davis Guggenheim did at the 2008 convention. It's very touching. And it's about Barack Obama growing up in Kansas, not far from me, in this in small community. And, and uh, his grandfather looked exactly like my grandfather. And uh, I've watched this thing, and he went to the Kennedy, he didn't have a, a father, Barack Obama, and he, his grandpa took him to the Kennedy Space Center or something, and they, 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 he was on his grandpa's shoulders, and they saw this rocket come down, and it was such a touching thing, and Barack Obama didn't even hardly talk about being black, and, and so you can imagine what that was like, and, and I just was so touched that I thought, that, that grandpa, boy, he had to stand up for, for that, for his grandkid, just like my grandpa did, and, uh, and then it, Donald Trump in 2011, I, I turned on TV and he is saying that, that Barack Obama was not born here. And I just thought, oh my God, where's his grandpa? Because he'd be like, you shut the fuck up. That's just like my grandpa used to have to do that for me. And his grandpa wasn't even alive to do Did that. Did you and say that outraged. to Trump? Did you try to? Well, I called, I marked by the emails. I wrote Chuck LaBella at NBC, the, the talent relations guy, and, and Mark Burnett. I said, this is outrageous. What are you guys doing about this? And don't he cannot call my house anymore? This is that that the, what nobody did anything, and it started uh, mushrooming, and then he started running for president, and that was because I mean, Barack Obama's mother wasn't even alive to go on TV and say this is crazy, like, and then all these people started piling on, and it was such a personal thing, and and it, it, it just it it just is, it kept going until Barack Obama had to go down in a, in a trunk at his Chicago house and find his fucking birth certificate, which wasn't even a real one. It's the one you get from a gift shop. And, sh- and eventually show it to this asshole. Well, they ended, up, they ended up pulling up the record. Well, I know they lie. did, but can you imagine how scared that was for this guy? So anyway, I'm, I'm doing my stand-up comedy shows, and you got to do promo to do those. And the the, uh, the Access Hollywood tape had come out and didn't do anything. And I'm pissed and I'm doing my interviews. I'm like, well, you know, I saw this compilation tape, you know, like there's a, there's a compilation tapes of me, by the way, out there for the Best Dad Sports Show and various many other things and Roseanne and everything. You know, everybody puts these together. And I said, you know, here's what he said. And I said, uh, you know, and, and people grabbed a hold of the N-word and they said, that's the word. We want that word. Did you ever hear him say it? Oh, Yeah. You oh, heard yeah. Donald Trump say that. Oh yeah. Oh, you mean in person? Yes. No, no, no. Just on the no, table. No, 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 no. But you- he, I don't think he would ever say it in front of me. I think he would be very. I think he'd be careful about celebrities. He said it in front of. I think he would say it in front of a black. Yeah, you know, like if, if there if there were. I think he would say it in front of. I think he'd say it in front of the regular apprentice. I don't think he'd say it in front of celebrity apprentice. I think he would say it. With with uh, black athletes that were also saying the word, but you you say that the he's the never tape that said you it saw, in front of me. yeah, I saw him, him say, say a soft Edward to somebody on the set, uh, on the on the uh, boardroom set, which isn't a real boardroom. Uh, they film a twelve hour day there. They use twenty minutes on the show, 
and uh, and he was describing what I believe was a trip to Rayo's, and just said, oh, you know, just jokingly, jokingly, oh, I, uh, just, uh, you know, there's a lot of crazy N-words on the way up there, just jokingly, but I wanted to go up there, just kind of off the, and then he called uh, Eric uh, the R-word, R uh, he called, but mostly it was like, you're fuckable to this woman. You're you're not fuckable. Joke. I mean, like not not like oh, it's bad to say this. Like there's a lot of that over and over, like like a compliment. Seriously, you're fuckable to a camera person. You could tell there's a person behind. A couple times there's a person behind, and so uh, the really great thing about my show is we got people that were working there. But why th forward. this? There have been so much, so many rumors about this, and talk. A lot of it because of what you said, mm -hmm. and it's uh, two years, and nothing has emerged. Yeah, that I think uh, people. Uh, you could probably speak to this. Uh, people are very nervous about it, and because people have told me that it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, they have told you that. And people have also told you how nervous they are about it. And, and I think people have told you there was a big investigation about me saying that. People got accused, people that you know. and, uh, and You say you saw it where? Somebody showed it to you on a yeah, computer? Yeah, but, but let me just say this. So the MGM and NBC were actively trying to find out. And, and, I, and I actually called these lawyers said they absolutely did it. Somebody showed it to you on a computer or something? Is that what happened? <laughs> let me just say this, Heidi. <laughs> Uh, my goal and what I've done for this show is went back and and talked to the crew, mm -hmm. and people have come forward and said this is exactly what happened because people are like, well, Tom Arnold's crazy. A guy named Michael Kivas, who was a agent at CAA, happens to be Arnold's agent. I took Michael Kivas at, at Arnold Schwarzenegger's house and, and, and took him next to Mark Burnett physically, and said, Michael, here is Mark Burnett. He has all. The outtakes. He has all everything. He is the is CEO of MGM Television now. He has everything. He literally has thousands of hours, and I and I promise you that that we'll I'll take an editor. We'll go down there and I will rebuild that tape and more because my whole goal really is to get one twelve hour day of the the uh, the boardrooms mm -hmm. shoot. Because if America could see that, they know what's going on in the White House right now, how incompetent the guy is. That's really my goal. It's not to hear one N-word. And, 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 and by the way, you'd hear, you'd hear much worse than that. But you'd see the incompetence that's going on. You'd see why these children are, don't, we don't know what's happened to these children at the border. You see why Puerto Rico, you see what's going on with the Supreme Court, why the country is falling apart, all the lies, all the people that... They're working at the White House. They're in the jobs, the EPA. You see why the country is on the verge of this stuff with, the, the, with North uh, Korea. Yeah. If you see one 12-hour day, you go, America go, oh. And then when Robert Mueller comes out with this stuff, they go, oh, yeah, that makes 100% sense. Just imagine that. So I've, I've said to Mark Burnett, and literally on that day at Arnold's house, I said, you got to let me do that. You got to get me in there. And he holds up his, his iPhone and goes, I can't, mate. It's his kid is, is Donald Trump's ring bearer. So, and then he says, you know, Trump wants the tape. You want the tape. I'm not letting either of you have it. So, But your, your show is The Search for the Trump Tapes. Do you have the tapes yet? Which tape? Do you have that tape or that recording of the, the one that you were shown? I'm, I'm going after the whole thing. But were you, do you, have you 
put your hands now on the, the recording that you saw. We have a lot of stuff, Isaac. <laughs> we have a lot of, of things that that we've had women, a woman that, that it's it's awful, and I've had people that have never spoken before because I think it's all hands on deck. You know, my this Michael Cohen thing, you know, I, here's the thing. If you're going to call uh, everybody from south of the border rapists and murderers, you got to remember, these are the people that are, are touching your food. They're the people that clean your hotel. They're the people that clean your office building. They're the people that serve you breakfast in the morning. I know you don't make eye contact with these people, but they've had it. So if you're, they're not going to cover up for you anymore. So while you're busy, you know, uh, having your lunch at the fancy uh, restaurant at the Regency, you know, downstairs there's 100 people you never see that are, that are fixing that food and running to the rooms and doing this stuff. And while you're busy having your meetings in the, the office center, uh, uh, in those offices, you know, and, and they're the people that, that clean up the trash and they're the people, you know, and, and they, they're smart. You think they're dumb. Because maybe they don't, you know, but they're smart and they've had it. But it sounds like you are not saying yes, that you got that. Uh, you have the recording that you were shown in 2016. Right. That's, I'm not saying yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm saying I think there's, there's a lot more. Do you have? You know, my, you know, here's my goal. I, yeah. it is, my goal is for Donald Trump to resign before he really destroys, you know, to keep pressure on him. And I think that. You will see that that what what I that, that shocking as it is that that I am keeping pressure on him. It makes no sense that I what Tom Arnold does would be keeping pressure. That Tom Arnold taking a selfie with Michael Cohen in the stupid lobby of the yeah, like can we, that, that, what happened? That, how ran, that would affect him, him, right? Yeah, I just happened to run into him. What a weird coincidence! Just like the first day of shooting, I happened to. to run in to be at the Regency on May 2nd. What a weird coincidence. He happened to be there. What a weird coincidence. My room happened to be next to his room. What a weird coincidence. He happened to be staying on the 16th floor. What a weird coincidence. I knew exactly where he was. What a weird coincidence. Um, yeah, there's a lot of weird coincidences. That is weird coincidence. I went to Felix Sater's house and that he said, I'm meeting Giuliani at Trump Tower. And he met Juliana Trump Tower and sent me a text of it. These guys are all <laughs> big mouths. I know it. And again, it's Tom Arnold. So why do you think they're talking to you? Is it because you're like a, a known person? You're a celebrity? Uh, it's because I am doing a show called The Hunt for the Trump Tapes. It's because, they, I mean, it, it makes no sense except that. It makes no sense that... My ex-wife was Trump's buddy who had the number one show until two weeks ago, and I was the guy she hated. It, I mean, how do you else do you explain any of this except I mean, that it, I've spoken up the whole time and and just continued on? And myself and the the journalist friends of mine have been going at him hard. I I I I can't explain it except uh, there's a lot of fucking coincidences. Why does Roger Stone? want to I, I i you know i'm just a private citizen like he was when he asked for obama's birth certificate i just want to see to go in there and and if he, he if he didn't say the n-word in those ten thousand hours of of apprentice things that i will let him take a piss on me on the white house lawn 
and that'll be the P tape. But I also happen to believe there's a P tape. Right, you said because that, I, yeah. I lived at the Moscow Ritz Carlton for for the summer after he did, and the guy that, that threw his party financed the movie I was in. So there's a lot of weird coincidences. It's bizarre that like all these, even just in the last year, right, you have uh, all the stuff that you're doing with Trump and your relationship with, that Roseanne happened to be yeah. the big, like yeah. the show came back and then it blew up in the way that it did. Also, you were in the middle of the uh, Leanne tweeting yeah. stuff with yeah, Franken. Yeah, she was on my sports right? show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. The, the woman who accused Al Franken and, yes. and was key to his uh, resignation from the Senate and all of it just uh, you, you end up in the mix yeah. I, I don't I don't think that anybody would have predicted that Tom Arnold would be someone that on three major news stories uh, yeah. would be a player well, in that, 2018 you know why? because Donald Trump is a D-list fucking president and his enemies are D-list like Tom Arnold that's a you know it's not like I went oh I Leanne tweeted I was like she was on my sports show. She was, I, I, so I'm watching this and, you know, uh, I, you know, I host a Saturday Night Live, so I, I know Alfred, I, I saw, I see him, I support him, but he's the kind of comic that was like, right, your politics are more Al Franken's than Donald Trump's. Well, of course they are. Yeah. Of course they are. You know, but I think Al Franken's probably like Tom Arnold. He's a little crazy for me. You know, I've been in Afghanistan entertaining the troops, so Donald Trump never has. So I get what they're doing. I get what I love Leanne for going there. I always talked. We always talked about it. You know, I've been to Cutter. I've been to all these places. Donald Trump has no idea what it. You know, I've been. Oh God, I've done all that stuff. So I have a lot more in common with Al Franken. I also understand how those bits go. I also understand how you produce a thing like was produced with Leanne tweeted. I know all the people at they were involved. So, and I also got a heads up that because I know people, I got, I got the, the fake dossier that, that Roger Stone sent out before Leanne tweeted. Cause I also know it's like to have a big mouth. So I know Roger Stone's got a big mouth. He's like, I got to get back in this game, this political game. So he can't wait. He tweets before, you know, he just can't wait. Cause he's an idiot and he's nothing. And people are going, Roger Stone is so dangerous and he's not fucking dangerous. But by the way, None of these guys are. I mean, I you, you know, they're they're idiots, and and they they make so many mistakes, and that includes Michael Cohn. I'm walking around the Regency, and it's a he he is a fucking. I literally because you know I've stayed there 30 years, so his friends are running me outside, telling me thank you for saving our friend. I mean, you know, you guys have to do your job and analyze everything I say to say if it's true, and that's fine. But it is, it's a, it's, people are cooperating and it is a clusterfuck. And, but then Michael Cohen has turned around on Twitter and said, none of this is true. Of course is he, right? what, what, what is that? Wait, wait, what, what, what is that? <laughs> Just, he's what, listen, last, I walk in there and I, I see him. I'm trying to give, like, I'll show you the fucking text messages for this guy. I, I was dodging him. He's like, you got to get a hold of me, man. Like, I got so sick of him. I went to the gym. Because he's such a fucking baby. I, I, so I walk into the lobby. I see him. I put my head down. I'm like, God damn it. He's like, Tom, we can still shake hands. I'm like, oh, my God. So, But uh, just it, Michael Cohen is, is disavowed you, right? He, he says it's not true. Are there are, Michael Cohen is cooperating with you. They have four million documents that are so bad. He had the with worst. the U.S. attorney, you're saying, right? Yeah. But he, have, you, have you been having. By the way, that, that thing, the tweet he did about no collusion, whatever, that was written completely by the White House, and you should get the document. Somebody in your business has the 
White House documentation. Ask them to confirm or deny it. I'll tell you right now, somebody does. But you haven't been having different kinds of private conversations with him. It was the one meeting at the Regency, and then that's it. And as he said, you're wrong. You've made too much of this. It's That's not where. Is there different? Are you saying that there's different? Okay, let me just ask you this. And I'm not a journalist. When, when his friends... Okay, we had that conversation, which, you know, I, I the first conversation, I'm sure I, I way oversold it. He way undersold it, okay? So I know where we're going with it. And then he starts texting me and calling me. And by the way, here's how it went down. I'm, I'm sitting there talking to Brian Hyatt, who's from Rolling Stone, who's been following me for five or six months and kind of doing a general thing of me. And he's talking about a lot of quizzes. I go, it's fucking Michael Stone on the street right there, or Michael Stone, Michael Michael Cohen, and he, and he goes, no. I go, yeah. So I go run, and I square up as he's coming into the door of the the the, the Regency, and I'm like, this. I don't know how this is going to go, but um, I think you know me enough to know. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to go, and it, but anyway, I look at his eyes, and I can see like all these guys, they're all scared to death. Like everybody that talks about Trump on either side of it is fucking scared, Isaac. I'm telling you, they're scared. And so I stick my hand out. I go, buddy, Tom Arnold, uh, Tish says you're a nice guy. You know, Steve I, Steve is my buddy. You know, it's a hotel. And, and, uh, and I go, you know, uh, 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 I'm Zach Tish's godson. I know he's mm-hmm. your boy's age. And he goes, yeah, it's so good to meet you. I know we've met six or seven times. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like I go, listen, uh, you know, I know, I just want to say, I know you're a good dad, and I know you're going through a lot of shit, and I just want to say that, uh, you know, I, I want to I want to be there for you, but, uh, you know, I know you did your job for Trump, and, and uh, lawyers got to do their job, the guy's a fucking asshole, he's a monster, he doesn't care about you or your family, obviously, so I appreciate what you're doing now, and I want you to know, we're going to be there for you on the other side of this, so <clears throat> whatever we got to do. You know, I'm doing this show. You know, I'm sure you're aware because I'm between dead, yeah, uh, and whatever. But uh, the guy's a fucking asshole. Obviously, he doesn't care about you. And it's funny because it's like my ex-wife this whole run. My ex-wife is his best friend that her show gets canceled. He's like, who the fuck's Roseanne? Now he's like, who the fuck is Michael Cohen? I'm sure your wife's fucking so pissed off at it. I mean, I just rammed it. And he was like, yeah, he stayed right in there with me. He's from the full Tom Arnold treatment. Oh, fucking right. Like, hey, buddy, we got you. I had my, you know, I put my... Yeah, just like I did with Scaramucci or any of the other guys I've got my arms around or, you know, just get my, you know. And then uh, and I'm like, hey, uh, and he was right with me. And he brought his kid over, very nice kid. And and uh, he's going to Miami. And, and I'm like, you know, our kids, you know, my, my kids here in Beverly Hills, we got I got him in this bubble with me. But once they get out of this bubble, he's, people find out he's Tom Barrow's kid. They're like, you know, so I got to do something good with my life here. And the same thing with you. His kid's going to school in Miami next week. You know, then he's Michael Cohen's kid. Like, so at some point, and I said, you know, uh, you know, that, that we, we, you know, so that's important. And then I go, hey, uh, can we take a picture? And I, I'm not a guy, I don't ask, you see me around f- famous people. I'm like, I don't give a sh- Like, it's more, you know, and, and you know how I really am. So, I'm like, can we take a picture? And I, I've never asked that. And uh, and Brian Hyde's like, uh, full disclosure, I'm a journalist. I go, God damn, I'm about to punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> and then he's like, Oh, oh, that's cool, Rolling Stone. Can I get your card, right, Michael? So they exchange cards. They chit chat about knowing each other's wives from uh, Jewish camp. And I'm like, Oh my god, this is so that goes on. Real nice conversation. We talk a little bit. I'm like, Your wife? Uh, yeah. He's like, You know, nothing, but nothing. It's just. Me and so I sit down, I do a tweet. I go, how fucking funny was that? To write, I do a tweet, I do my thing, 
We go back, chit-chat. I'm, I'm there for a couple more hours to shoot the shit. In the meantime, that tweet goes up. Michael retweets it. I have no idea what's going on. Somebody from NBC calls him and says, are you going to do Tom Arnold's show? He goes, uh, better ask Tom. He doesn't say no. He's crazy. He says, ask Tom. I don't know what's going on, so I give it up to my room. And it's a big deal. Like I have no, I'm down there. But you, but with all of that, there was no more interaction with Cohen after that. Well, there's fucking so he calls me. You gotta call me right now, fucker. I'm like, what the, the fuck? What are you talking about? There was there's texting and bad, bad yeah, there's okay. bad texting. I'm like, dude, settle down. Okay, I'll apologize. <clears throat> Michael Cohen, he wants to make sure that he's not being paid. <clears throat> this guy's gonna need a lot of money. It's very important that people know he's not being paid by my show. Number one. Be, that's the most important thing. Emily makes sure I know that. So I say, Michael Cohen did not say Donald Trump is an asshole. I said Donald Trump is an asshole. And then he says, thank you for the apology. Tom. So actually, he's, he liked my first apology, and I still got to call Donald Trump an asshole in it, and he liked it. So that's still working for me, and he's not being paid by Vice because he's going to need millions of dollars. I assume that uh, he's going to fucking hit Tish up for it. So anyway... Uh, at some point, because Donald Trump is not going to pay it, or, and uh, Ivanka is not going to pay it. And believe me, he's covered for Ivanka. He's some of those papers. So anyway, so I, I'm also saying to the guy, you realize what we're doing. Like, even if you don't, uh, you know, and, and I wrote this whole thing about his kid going to school. I go, when your kid walks into Miami, well, it's playing really well in L.A. So there'll be people from my side going to your kid. Your fucking dad is awesome, the thing you did with Tom Arnold. And then I wrote him a thing. Hey, who's going to do the movie about us? Like, I am full of fucking full on. He goes, God damn it. I go, don't be such a fucking pussy. Anyway, this goes back and forth, back and forth. I go, I'm trying. And then so uh, there's there's a ton of texts. And then finally, I'm like, fuck it. And then I put, every time I see him, and he's all over the hotel. You cannot miss him. When I'm working out, I see him. And he, so I walk in the lobby. I see him. I'm like, God damn, I put my head down. And he's like, Tom, we can still shake hands. Like, it is crazy. I, I, I said, I'm going to get the clo- the security finishes this in the middle of the hotel in front of everybody. So I walk over and shake his hand. At the end, I'm in the lobby of the, because uh, CNN is do- has been dogging me. I had the best interview in the world on there. And, yeah, uh, it's your we- famous interview. Yeah, well, right before a person <laughs> affiliated with the U.S. Attorney's Office called my room and said, here's what they're trying to help me with the interview i turned out here's a contact at cnn and and so when i got to cnn Wait, first you you say the u.s attorney a person office, affiliated okay that says what happened and so a very kind person a person i very kind let me just say this so i'm getting ready to go over there and you know it's a crazy day and i'm a and uh, first of all i looked at the i wasn't sure I knew the other two. I did. Nicole Wallace, I love and worship. On MSNBC. And, and yeah. uh, Lawrence, I, I love. And, and the, then I saw CNN in the middle. I wasn't sure what the show was. I knew the host wasn't there. And I thought I saw that Poppy. I thought, so I go out there, and and uh, that uh, Poppy is, she, you could see trauma in her eyes from having the Trump Jack Case on her show, having to stop him in the middle of his comments. You go, that is absolutely not true. You know, she I seen her do it. So I look at her eyes and I see down on her page, she's got a list of questions, just bam, 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 bam. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. So I know two things. Michael Cohen is watching. I'm going to try to please him. And I assume that my friend that's affiliated with the U.S. Uh, uh, knows the U.S. attorney, that's whatever, is watching. And his buddy is on the show. <laughs> so I know they're watching. And I'm pretty sure my attorney is watching. And so as it starts the questions... And 
So I'm looking at the camera and it's just, and I'm counting the seconds. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. How long is she getting? She's going to wait for this silence. I mean, I feel like your specialty in all of this is the tease, right? Like you're teasing everybody of how much you know and how much you have. And but, but, right? but it's working, but it's, it's, it, things are working. Things are, you know, think about this. What did Trump get by saying Barack Obama was aboard here? Yeah. Well, I mean, in some ways it's a familiar, it, it, it does remind me a little bit of the way that uh, Donald Trump teases but, and things. But the thing I've, I've got with this show is I've got people confirming everything. Times 10. Mm-hmm. Everything I said. You've got other people on camera saying, that's right, that's right, with their faces, with their names attached to it. Do you have more than interviews? Well, I have I have a camera. I have a shit. No, no, no. I know, no, no I mean, moving like, pictures. Right. But like and documentation. And it's still going. Right. No, of still course, yeah. Going. I hope to have, uh, I hope to have, my end game is, is bigger. It's ongoing, Isaac. I, sh- I jammed you in here <laughs> in my brief you window. You did. You did. Oh, you- my God. It's so chaotic. <laughs> I am not supposed to be doing this, but I'm doing this for you. I mean, you also, can I be full disclosure with you? Yeah. Are you going to be, you know, there was a moment where uh, one, the people involved with this said, because people are like, why don't people from The Apprentice talk that were worked with Trump, why aren't they at least talking and saying this guy is the worst person I've ever met in my life? Because that quote was given to me by somebody you know and I know that worked very closely with Donald Trump. Why haven't they come forward and said this? Where are their balls? But people are saying, why hasn't anybody from The Apprentice spoken up? That's all my, I'm saying. Why hasn't Mark, Mark Burnett sits next to him at the prayer breakfast and gives him cover? He has never spoken up and he's never said anything. And Ari Emanuel, same thing. Like, he's, Trump says, I love Ari Emanuel, he's my friend, and he owns the Miss Universe contest. And so he's making money, and he'll sure do his book signing stuff at the end of his term and his and his speeches. Why? Why do you think Donald Trump hasn't said anything about you? Because he, the, the, he believe me, I have the the, the try, because he knows the same thing. He's never specifically called out Stormy Daniels and said, "I never had sex with you," because it's fucking true. It's true, and he knows it's true. But he he has attacked a lot of other people. By name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's attacked. He's threatened to sue all the women. He never has. He Let, let him attack my name. Because I'm so fucking ready to go into fucking... Because the second he does, Mark Burnett has to fucking open up... Because I am so legally ready for this. We've been so ready from day one to fucking go in. The second he says my name, we're going to fucking go into Mark Burnett. And he has to open it up for me. Because I know exactly the episodes. Exactly. I know exactly what I'm going to do. And I do have people inside that are like, please get a legal thing. We're going to do it. I know the fucking, I know every crew member on every show. I know exactly, and he knows that. And Mark Burnett knows that. You are, to some Democrats, the repository of hope. Uh, that you are the one that is going to make this happen. That they've been dreaming of somebody getting, uh, of these tapes existing, of somebody getting the tapes, of you know all, the whole thing. Um, after... Uh, after your that CNN interview, there, Hillary Clinton's spokesman retweeted somebody who said, uh, "Tom Arnold being the guy who takes Trump down is honestly the ending we deserve." Uh, what do you think about that? 
Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I know there's so many more people that that criticize me on on my side of the thing. It doesn't matter. It it absolutely doesn't matter. It doesn't. If I cared, if you care for a second, it slows you down, and it's funny. And I was well aware of the CNA. I thought it was the best thing that could ever have happened because it also because it blew up attention for you. Right? Of course it did. Yeah, and also, and I'm doing a fucking TV show, and I know exactly. What's doing? If you do the same thing over and over, it's brilliant. It's like it just, and it also draws them out, and it just shows. You know, I mean the the hive of them. It also shows. I never said I was the guy. I'm not. I never said I am going to. But I'm just. It's just happening. It is every day. Every day, it's like people said, well, there's his 15 minutes of fame. They've been saying that for 30 fucking years. Eventually, you start totaling it up. And, you know, saying, Rosette is this and he is nothing. Well, then just keep fucking saying, and keep saying that. that well, I mean, I'm know, here right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not, I'm just doing what I do. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not, hey, you know, it's just, see, this one. At a time, just keep, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I suggest people can just keep doing what they're doing and do it their do it their way. Right before I challenge Michael Cohen to fight, I'll show you the the last thing I did at the Regency because, like, right before, uh, just randomly out of nowhere. Well, I Trump did the the Supreme Court came back and then Trump did it all caps. Yeah, they upheld by Muslim banned in all caps. I'm like, what an asshole. And then uh, so I wrote a tweet back to Trump. Michael Cohen and I are both talking to recorders today and cops and lawyers because I knew those three things were true for both of us. I didn't say, and I didn't tag Michael Cohen. And then he, by the time I got to my room, people were like, oh, he's calling you a liar again. I saw he tweeted, Tom Arnold is a liar. I did not see him after that. And then I'm like, God damn it. And and then I'm like, and he's like, that is, a, he's texting me, I go, Okay, I'm rinsing off. I'll meet you at 905 on the side of the fucking Regency right now. That's where he hangs out with his buddy smoking his cigars. We're, it's on. It's me and you. So I'll show you the picture. I rinsed off, took a shower, and, and went outside the Regency. A lot of the guys that work there that are my friends all came out. And we gathered on the side. A bunch of people from New York on the side of the Regency at 905 at night. And I waited for him to either kick his ass or have it out. Of course, he doesn't show up. It was actually a fun thing. And... Uh, it just had it with the guy is a fucking knucklehead. But a lot of the guys came out to work in the garage. Came out from upstairs and came out to watch. But it and, makes for good footage for your show. Yeah, but my my crew wasn't there. Of course, <laughs> they're not there. They, they don't, it was just me once again. My crew's not on it. I thought I did. I t believe me. I texted on the way on the plane back. I go, hey guys, this is what you missed. This is how I spent my last night. They don't even follow me on fucking Twitter. <laughs> the Vice people, they have no idea. So I was out there just just hanging out, waiting to. You you said your your goal is to get Donald Trump to resign. From what you have so far, do you feel like you will achieve that goal? Well, it's, it's not what I. Well, it's a combination like Robert. What Robert Mueller has uh -huh. is, and what Michael. Co you know, it's a combination of what he has, what Michael Code. So you feel there, there's like the the U.S. Attorney stream with Michael Cohen. There's the Bob Mueller stream, and yeah. then there's the Tom Arnold stream. Yeah. Yeah, my stuff is just to go, here, here, oh, and that's where 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 people like Mark Burnett can be helpful. Literally, I put up a 12-hour day of him just watching on a loop of him sitting there, and you see how incompetent he is and how dumb and how vulgar and inappropriate and how he just has no shame. 
and he's just a bad person. And you go, and how dumb did it hit that again? And how he doesn't make decisions and how he's not that business guy and how he, and you go, Oh my God, he's a fraud. He is the Confederacy of dunces guy at bet. He's not even that smart. Oh my God. That's the guy. Oh my God. The, he is. The, he has no clothing. That is the guy. Yeah, but let me say this. I'm at Sprinkles right before the. I challenged my code to a fight. I'm at Sprinkles on 61st there. The Sprinkles Cupcake Shop. Yeah, and, and ice cream. I got two giant sundaes. And, and this Jewish man is about 4'10", about 95 years old. He's got a broken left, right arm. Comes up to me and kind of shakes me. And he's like shaking. He probably was before that. But he said, you know, you got to keep it up this because of the Muslim bad thing, he's like, this is really bad. When are, when, are, when are we taking to the streets? And I'm like, you know, this guy, like most people don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but every once in a while, people like that guy, you know, and here I am in line with a bunch of eight-year-old girls and this guy. And I'm like, that's, that, you know, seriously. And people are, you know, it is getting closer. People are getting ready to fucking take to the streets. Like before people were like, when are we taking to the streets? And <clears throat> I'd be like, yeah, right. But I mean, it's getting closer. So I'd like to, you know, it's also a warning that people have fucking had it. And Marco Rubio would better fucking, you know, these guys that are, it doesn't matter because people have fucking had it. And, and, and they have it. Me, I'm nothing, but, you know, maybe just the real people have fucking had it. I'm going to keep doing this, obviously. Nobody can do anything about it. I'm just going to keep doing it. And it's getting, <clears throat> I'm getting closer every time I do something in case it's not obvious I'm literally getting closer like Michael Cohen was his bishop and I'm getting closer to his fucking queen I'm serious if you're he, they keep saying he, Trump's the chess player and everybody else played checkers well <clears throat> oh my god okay ignore that okay okay sorry about that all right let's end with this yes uh Roseanne is fired from her show. The Connors is going to be the show on ABC mm. in, the, uh, in the fall. Do you, uh, w- would Arnie Tom- Thomason uh, come back? You know, it, here's the funny thing. I'm an odd man out on all these shows. I'm the, I'm the loser. The, if I was on the show the first time, it would still be on the air. If, she, if I was a consultant, because I would have figured out a way to go, she's tweeting. Oh, no, she's not tweeting anymore. Where's your phone? Okay, it's it's in the river now. It's cut off. Oh, no, her Wi-Fi's cut off. Your character disappeared with aliens at the end. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, they wanted me to write a review of The Hollywood Reporter for the last uh, season wrap-up. I wrote it at the beginning, but I knew it would be such a hectic weekend for her, like she'd be going nuts because all these Trump people wanted... She told them, I'm taking over the show season two. It's going to be all pro-Trump. I knew that was too much for her and because all the other people are like, well, it's going to be... Not pro-Trump, going to be liberal. So I knew that last weekend the writers were coming back on Tuesday, so I knew her head was going to be exploding and she was going to probably sabotage the fucking show. I just have been in that room before with her. But you you don't think you'll be on in the fall? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Well, Roseanne's not there anymore. I, I, they, should, they should hire me to... It would be the smart thing to figure out a way to keep it... Uh, uh, yeah, Artie Thomas. I, I you know, He's I actually have the back. same agents as yeah. as Sarah and then John Goodman and there I was down there and they're like, you know, they're they're coming back. I know Tom Warner and you know, yeah. you know Tom, all the people at the show. Business yeah. at Arnold's, but I wish them well. They should have done that to begin with. They should have been her point of view to begin with. I wish them well. I mean they're how great are the actors that are still they're fucking awesome. I hope it works out. <laughs>
I hope it works. I especially hope it works out because the Roseanne, the, that army is like, we are not going to watch. Well, the, the, the really hardcore, I don't even think they watched to begin with because I don't think they got the show that aired because the show that aired was pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. It was almost, it was missing a little bit. There was something odd about it, but yeah. you know, I think it'll be, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a good job. I just have a hard time. It's calling it Roseanne's going to be. It's going to be the Connors, I think. So that's how they'll do it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. All right. <laughs> I lot. wish him like, what can I say? I wish him the best. <laughs> I, I'm, I, people are going to criticize me either way. And I don't think I have to hear about it. That's why they should have told me they've got a reboot coming back. Nobody said there was a reboot. Like ABC should have said, hey, little heads up. You're probably going to hear about this. Or you're going to be criticized. You're going to be asked. Everybody like, Sarah, nobody said, a little heads up, there's a reboot coming. You know, or Roseanne didn't go, we don't need you, but there's a reboot, just a little heads up. Last time I saw her was, I did her roast at the last minute because nobody would do that for her. Nobody showed up, but this guy. And so, so I'm the asshole no matter what. Thanks for coming over. Thanks for taking the time. All right, All right buddy. All right. Well, what do you think? Is he believable? Is he not? Do you think he's a valuable part of the conversation? Are you intrigued by what he might have dug up? Email me at isaacatpolitico.com and let me know. And of course, follow me on Twitter at Isaac Dover for more on upcoming off-message episodes and all sorts of other stuff I'm tweeting. A lot of news in there and some entertaining stuff too, I hope. Thanks to Ruth Morris for sitting in for helping produce this one since Zach Stanton is out this week, plus a little help from Dave Shaw, our executive producer, for pulling this one together. If you haven't, make sure you subscribe Kate Anderson Brower, Marty Walsh, and Francis Suarez all coming up. You're not going to want to miss an episode. And catch you next time on Off Message. <laughs>